Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. The hardest part about these podcasts when I get on here and record them by myself is always deciding how I'm going to start the episode. A lot of the time I go, today we are going to talk about so-and-so. Or when I have a guest on, it's really easy because we can just start up with the conversation and start talking and we kind of flow into the episode. But when it's just me sitting here by myself, I swear I'd spend the first 10 minutes just sitting here trying to think of, okay, how am I going to start this dang thing so that I can get into the subject? Sometimes I'll have a story. Other days I don't really have a story. I just want to hop into it, but I don't know how to start it. And yeah, it's where I'm at at the moment. Just trying to figure out how do I start these episodes when I don't have a story to tell you? Do I just go right into the subject? Do I try to make a little bit of small talk with myself? How does that go? And that leads me to actually a subject that, well, not a subject, but a topic that I've been teetering with back and forth in my head a little bit is actually getting a co-host for the show and not making it just Chaz, but bringing somebody else on for each episode that we do to have a little bit of banter with, to be able to go back and forth with. Maybe it'd be somebody that doesn't have a ton of experience with training and nutrition or a ton of knowledge. So as we're sitting here going through Q&A episodes, um, they can ask questions or maybe I don't explain something quite as clearly that is understood quite as easily and they can stop me and ask me deeper questions so that I have to explain it a little bit simpler, different things like that. So I've really been thinking about getting a co-host to start doing the Q&A episodes with me. Let me know what you think about that. As always, I've got a link down below that is lostandlifting.com backslash podcast to where you can go to leave questions for Q&A episodes that we do each and every Thursday, or if you just have recommendations on me bringing on a co-host to help me host these Q&A episodes, or just ask questions, like I said, for the Q&As, or to request specific guests that you would like me to see bring on the podcast and interview, different things like that. So make sure that you always know that that is down there and it's available to you. If you shoot me a message, that will go directly to my inbox. If you have questions and you need help on something, I'm there to help you with that. I'm happy to do so. Or if you just have specific requests, please let me know those as well because I am all ears on learning what I can do to continue to improve this, to continue to make your experience as you listen better and better and better. So like I was saying, today we're going to hop into a Q&A. I've got three questions here that actually all came from my DMs on Instagram. For the most part, they're all a little bit more in-depth questions that I'm going to be able to to get into the finer details of specific situations that you might find yourself in with your nutrition that is going to help clear up a few things. So before we get into that, I've got one minor request that I know I ask of you often, but I'm going to keep doing it. If you would, I would be really appreciative if you could go down below and leave the podcast a star rating and a written review if you're listening to this on iTunes. What that does is 
signals the algorithm that you're finding value here, and then it puts the podcast in the request spot of iTunes to prompt more and more people to listen, which helps bring more listeners to the show, which encourages me to continue to put more and more effort into these episodes and build them up just to higher and higher quality as we continue. As I've talked with you guys about a little bit, I have been investing into the back end of the podcast. I have somebody who's doing all of the editing for me, who's helping me try to take this thing to the next level. So I would be greatly appreciative, like I said, if you guys would be willing to go down below, leave it a written or leave it a star rating, whatever you think it deserves, as well as if you can, please leave it a written review because that just helps it continue to grow and continue to flourish. I would I would really appreciate that, like I said. But that's all I'm going to bother you with. We've got three questions here. Let's just hop into them. Question number one, what do you consider a refeed as far as calories go? If I'm eating 1,900 calories per day for my deficit, what should my refeed day look like? It's a really good question. Before I answer it, let's talk about what a refeed is. And all that it simply is, is when you give yourself more calories than you are on your deficit days. Sometimes this can be just a two to three to 400 more calories. It still has you in a little bit of a deficit, but you're able to eat a little bit more. Sometimes this can be eating all the way back up to your maintenance level of calories. And sometimes this can be eating even a little bit above your maintenance level of calories up into a surplus. Everybody's going to be a little bit different in how they go about it. I know that coaches prescribe it in different ways. And I really want to see that there's a, a wrong or right way to go about it. It just really comes down to the individual, how they're responding, and what you're using that refeed for in the first place. And second, let's explain why would you use a refeed. So a few years back, there were some studies coming out that were showing that I don't even know if there are necessarily studies coming out, but it was more so just coaches were stating that they were giving their clients higher calorie refeed days throughout the process, and it was helping their client create better results. And the hypothesis here was that, well, when we give you higher calories during that deficit periodically, what that does is it helps your metabolism stay stronger at a higher rate without adapting to lower levels so that you're able to lose weight a little bit easier. And that was the hypothesis for quite a long time. But as more research has come out, this has been debunked for the most part. We're not using refeeds necessarily because what they're doing is helping keep your metabolism going at a more efficient rate so that it doesn't slowly slow down as you eat less calories, which is something that's normal during a deficit. Is, the, is your metabolism to slow down. It's not stopping the metabolism from slowing down necessarily, but what it is doing is it's giving the client or the person who's using the refeed a little bit of time out of that deficit and something to look forward to while they're eating less calories because they, they know they have more food coming in a shorter time frame that it helps you be more consistent, which is more of a mental factor. So it's really just something that can help you be more adherent to what you're doing by giving yourself a light at the end of the tunnel or a little bit of time above water throughout that deficit period to help you be more consistent over the long haul, if that makes sense. So it's not really doing anything physiologically that's 
that's super special in terms of keeping your metabolism going really strong or helping you lose more body fat or anything like that. It really, it's more of that mental factor that's giving you a little bit of time above water or light at the end of the tunnel to be able to see. And honestly, I use refeeds very regularly with the majority of clients that I work with because I was actually on a phone call today with somebody who was just signing up to our coaching program and they were talking to me about how they've done deficits in the past and it's always been so daunting as they've started because let's say they have 12 pounds to lose. This is what she said. She she has 12 pounds to lose and she knows that she should be losing roughly around 0.75 to 1.5 pounds per week, which is going to average out to be around 12 weeks of a deficit. And she says, it's always so daunting to look at that deficit and know that I have 12 weeks of being in a deficit to reach my goal. Like it's almost like, it just seems like this huge hill to climb to be able to stay consistent with that. And she's 100% right, right? If you're not giving yourself breaks along the way to again, be able to bring your head above water to eat a little bit more food, that's a very daunting journey ahead of you. And so this is the exact reason that we like to add in refeeds. We give refeed breaks or diet breaks along the way. So maybe at like week three, we're going to take a weekend off and we're going to eat that back up at a maintenance. Or maybe at week six, we're going to take a whole week off and we're going to eat back up at maintenance. So we're going to go six weeks in a diet, in a deficit, we'll take a whole week at maintenance for a diet break or a week-long refeed, whatever you want to call it. And then we'll go back into the deficit for another six weeks to drop the last six pounds that you have or whatever that may be. And it makes it much more realistic, right? We're breaking that up into chunks to get to you to where you want to be over the long call. But what it's also doing is help is helping you practice eat at a maintenance level of calories. So that's once you're done with the diet, now you're in a position to where you've already practiced maintenance. You know where you're supposed to be eating to maintain your weight so that you can go back to that level of calories and start eating there. And it's already a little bit more familiar to you, right? What also I found is if I leave somebody in a deficit for too long and they haven't been eating more calories um, and don't have any experience with that, then you can put yourself in a position to where you're really, really scared to eat any more food because you haven't done it. And so you don't have the experience to know that you're not going to gain a bunch of fat by upping calories. And so now you're scared and think you always have to live down in a deficit, which can lead to its own string of problems, right? That can end up down-regulating the hormones, down-regulating your metabolism, putting you in a really bad position in terms of your relationship with food, um, put you in a position to where you're really hungry, but you're scared to eat more. And so you, you feel like you're stuck in this weird position and you don't know how to get out of it. And so Again, I think it's really important to be including refeeds or times where you're eating at a maintenance level during your deficit just to combat a lot of these issues that are very common that can come up with a lot of people. And so to get to the answer of your question, if you're eating at 1900 calories per day, what should my refeed look like? I would say roughly that your refeed is going to be anywhere from 2300 calories probably up to 25 ish 100 calories per day that's roughly the range that i would give you probably 23 to 2500 calories per day with the same amount of protein that you've been eating um, and then ideally we would want to see the majority of those extra calories come in the form of carbohydrates if we are wanting to look at your performance in the gym being a key factor. If we're wanting to refill glycogen stores and it's possible for you without being too restrictive to add those calories back in, in the form of carbs, it's just going to help in terms of performance. It's going to help you fill out your glycogen levels, um, to be able to have better training performance in the gym. But with that said, 
I don't always like to get that particular and tedious with the refeeds and tell you that you have to hit all of those extra calories from carbohydrates. Because again, when we're looking at this and we're looking at refeeds as a whole, what we're really trying to do is just give you a little bit of a mental break, right? And if you have to stay restricted and add those calories back in in the form of carbohydrates, there's still some of that restriction there, which isn't really giving you that much of a mental break if you can't just enjoy a little bit of something that you want. And so if it's better for you just to add back in those calories, again, we still want to focus on hitting enough protein, but just add those calories in in the form of carbs or of fats if you want to have a cheeseburger or something a little bit more fatty instead and just enjoy a meal out, then by all means, just add those calories back in however you would like to to be up closer to a maintenance level of calories during that refeed and you're still going to be just fine. But if you're trying to make it optimal, I would look to add it in the form of carbs. If you're trying to do it in forms of, in terms of just giving yourself a little bit of time above water for a little bit of that mental break, I would add the calories back in in any form that you want them to come back in um, and just focus on eating what you want for a day or two that still keeps you within that refeed level of calories. So again, it's always going to be somewhere around 300 to 500, maybe 600 calories above where your deficit level of calories is that has you losing around that 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per week. And then after you do that in the first for your first refeed, then you see how your body responds. Okay, how much weight did I gain back? Did I gain back just a little bit in terms of water weight? Maybe I'm holding on a little bit more glycogen. Maybe I have a little bit more food in my digestive system. So I weigh a little bit more. And then the following week, that falls off and I hit a new low in the next week. Well, then you know you're in a good position. You were eating right amount around the the right amount for that refeed that um, you should probably do in the next week because it helped you continue to progress. But let's say during that refeed, you ate back the extra calories, but then you ended up gaining two or three pounds. You ended up holding onto that two or three pounds through the week and it stalled your progress. You didn't hit any new lows in the upcoming week. Well, then that means your refeed was probably a little bit too high and you should drop the refeed down in terms of how many calories you add back the next time that you do it because you might've pushed up into a surplus a little too high. Or maybe after that refeed, um, I've also seen we add three, 400 calories back. Some people won't gain any weight and they'll continue, continue to drop and their hunger levels weren't helped a little bit or, or they weren't helped at all. Um, they don't feel like they had any sort of a break because they basically just felt like they're in a deficit the whole time and the refeed didn't really help in any sort of a way. Well, then in the next time we do a refeed, I might bump the calories up a little bit more than we did last time to see if we can get away with eating a little bit more because the last time it didn't work out so well because we didn't give them enough extra food for that refeed, if that makes sense. So um, that's how I would go about it. There's not a a specific number that I can exactly give you, but that's the guidelines that I'm following when I'm coaching somebody through this and paying attention to, to know what adjustments to make in further refeeds. Typically the first refeed, it's always around 400 to 500 calories more than where I have their deficit. And then I see how their body responds to that refeed. And then I'll adjust for coming refeeds dependent upon how they responded to that refeed. So hopefully that helps and gives you a really good understanding of refeeds, their purpose, how to use them, and the benefits of using them. Question numero dos. After having a bad relationship with food, what do you find to be the best way to rebuild your mindset around food so you can, access, so you can successfully achieve your goals? It's a very good question. And I've honestly been in similar situations myself to where I had hurt my relationship with food because I had put myself in a caloric deficit for such a long period of time, kind of like I was talking about in the last answer, just in terms of where I was scared to bring calories back up because I thought that that initially meant that I was going to put on more body fat, right? Where I didn't have that 
logic understanding of when I'm eating in a calorie deficit, I'm physically in a place to where I'm eating less calories and my body is burning, and I'm not in a place to where if I increase calories, then I'm just going to automatically put on body fat. I can increase calories back to a maintenance level that's going to have me sustain the result I've created. But like I said, a lot of people get really caught up in that you have to, in thinking that you always have to be in a caloric deficit. And then that ends up putting you in a bad relationship with food because you almost end up feeling like you're stuck over the long term and you're overly hungry, you feel overly restricted, you end up having binge episodes to where you overeat, but then you end up restricting because you did overeat and then you stay stuck in that episode for such a long period of time. And first and foremost, this can get to a point that can be very serious that probably requires professional help from a therapist or somebody with a little bit more of a specialty in disorders and things like that, which wouldn't be something that I'm an expert at. To be 100% honest with you, I would always refer you to somebody that specializes in that specific thing if I thought your situation was serious enough that it needed more professional and in-depth help. But for the most part, if you're just trying to rebuild your relationship with food and let's say that you're probably at a point where I was at. It wasn't to the point to where it was actually ruining your life, but maybe it was affecting your mood. It was affecting your decision-making in terms of going out for social occasions and things like that. The biggest thing that we would do to start is probably start with a really slow reverse diet in terms of slowly increasing calories over time. And this is what I did. I started increasing by around 50 to 100 calories per week. And every single week that I would increase calories and my weight wouldn't go up, that would give me another reason to continue increasing calories until it really started to teach me that eating more didn't necessarily mean bad or didn't necessarily mean fat gain. And what actually happened as I did this over a five, six, seven week period was I started to see a lot of really good responses in terms of my body. One, my training was going a hell of a lot better because I wasn't so bogged down and in the deficit and so drained of energy, I was actually fueling my body, which then was fueling my training, which had me performing a whole lot better, which had my mood a whole lot better, which on the back end of that actually had my body looking a whole lot better. And I honestly even looked leaner because I was eating more carbohydrates, which was putting more glycogen in my muscles, which was filling out my muscles, which made my skin tighter, which made me look leaner eating more food. And so that was a really big surprise for me to learn because I, at first, I honestly, I did not expect for that to happen because I was always correlating eating more food to me looking worse. And that's just simply not the case. Now, obviously, you can get to a point to where you're eating too much that has you looking worse, right? If you end up in a surplus for a really long time, then you're going to accumulate a lot of fat over that time and end up in a worse position. But once you start to understand calories and the role of calories and there's deficits where you're eating less calories than your body is burning, that's optimal for fat loss but it's not optimal for everyday living or overall health. It's something that can make us healthier. If you're overweight and you need to lose fat to be a healthier person, you need to go into a calorie deficit to get you to that point to where you can be healthier. But that doesn't mean that the calorie deficit is the answer forever. It's just the vehicle to get you to lose body fat, to get to a more healthy level, to bring you back to a maintenance level of calories, to be able to sustain that body fat that you've lost and make sure that your health is sustained 
as well. And so very important thing to understand. And again, I'm coming at this from a very logical perspective, right? If you're somebody who really has a bad relationship with food and you're somebody that is in a situation that it's really affecting your life and it's affecting your social life and it's affecting your decisions and it's affecting your mood and it's this thing that's got a huge grasp over you, get help. You're not alone. People go through this sort of thing. It's normal. You're not weird or you're not the odd man out. This is something that happens to people and it's something that nobody talks about in the fitness industry and I think that they should because it's doing a lot of people a disservice because it can happen if you're not careful and it happens because you keep yourself in a deficit for so long that you always start to look at less food as being better or creating more results and that's just simply not the case. That's why I'm so big on nutritional periodization. Right? That's why I'm so big on making sure that, okay, yes, we can use deficits to look better, to get leaner, but the deficit isn't the overall answer. At the end of the day, we're trying to get calories back to a maintenance level so you can sustain the result that you created from that deficit. And this is something that I harp on with clients all the time is, yes, we use the deficit to create the result, but to sustain that result long term, we have to get calories back to a maintenance to not only have you looking your best, but feeling your best as well, which is going to help you be able to look your best for the rest of your life rather than end up yo-yoing back to higher calories. So like I said, first and foremost, I think it comes down to building knowledge but then going through that slow, slow reverse diet process of just inching calories up slowly so that, and again, that's not the best solution if we're looking at this from a, a scientific standpoint, right? The scientific standpoint would be to get you back to a, a maintenance level as quickly as possible so we go through a quick reverse. But this is more of an emotional issue that you're going through. If you have a bad relationship with food and you're going through the binge um, restrict cycle, I would start to inch calories up slowly and make sure that you're seeing as you're inching up calories by 50 to 100 per week, you're continuing to weigh yourself. You're seeing that your weight isn't really increasing, but over a few weeks as you do this, you're starting to feel better. You're starting to feel less restricted in your food and your weight's not going up. This will start to prove to you that, okay, I can eat more food and it's not going to be detrimental to my body and I'm not going to look worse. I'm actually probably going to look better Plus, I'm going to feel a whole lot better too. So you're seeing the positives from it without the negatives from it, which is going to open up this perspective to you to realize that you've just been keeping, your, keeping yourself stuck for so long and it's been this whole mental game with yourself that you've been playing because you haven't been choosing to look at the logic or the facts of the situation. And again, I would highly suggest if this is you and that's the situation that you're in, Hire a coach, reach out, apply to coaching with us. I work with a lot of ladies in a very similar situation to this. And not just ladies, guys too, but the majority of people that I find in this situation are women. For some reason, I was the person that ended up in the same situation that was too scared to eat more, but it was starting to be detrimental to my mental health, to my mood, to how I was feeling, to my social occasions. And somehow I ended up getting out of it because I... I knew that it wasn't normal and so I started learning as much as possible and just took the plunge on my own. But I know that if I would have reached out for help, I could have done it a whole lot sooner. And I'm thankful that I did it when I did it, but looking back, I wish I, that I would have done it sooner because it would have helped me keep progressing at a more quick at a quicker rate in terms of my body composition over the long term. And, and looking back, just remembering how obsessive I was with calories, with never going over, with being stressed about if I 
overate at all and making sure if I was going on a social occasion, I can make it work. And I remember having beers with my buddies and I would be, or having mixed drinks and I'd be weighing out the alcohol and being so tedious with everything I was doing because I thought I was dedicated. But more than that, I was obsessed, probably a little bit over obsessed as I needed to be. And again, because I was so scared of not being perfect that I was all or nothing. So I was perfect with everything or else I was going to absolutely ruin my results. And that's kind of shaped me into who I am today and the way that I coach. If if you listen to the brand message and a lot of what I talk about is persistence over perfection. Because honestly, I was that perfection person for such a long time. I was the all or nothing person and and it was detrimental to my life in some ways. And I know that I knew that fitness could be a positive, but for some reason I was taking my fitness and nutrition and almost turning it into a negative. And as I started to realize that as I got a little bit older and was able to look back, my coaching style was to help people be able to prevent that from happening from happening to them because fitness and nutrition can be such a positive in our lives, right? But there is a point, there's that tipping point where we can play in those extremes to where too much of anything, too much of any positive can become a negative. And that's with everything in life, right? And so I really try to practice that in coaching and working with people. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of just coming to that realization and I've never really actually voiced that out loud until I started talking about it when when you asked this question. So so yeah, kind of a cool realization to come to and um, like bringing it full circle. But yeah, the biggest thing for you, I would definitely make sure that you start a slow reverse diet, trying to increase calories just ever so slowly to um, to take that plunge. And I know there's going to be a lot of resistance there for you to do it, but that really is the answer. And one way to make that a little bit easier to know that you're doing it correctly is to get some help, whether that's you apply and, and hire us to help you with it or you hire somebody else or you just get an accountability partner that's going to check in on you to make sure that you're doing it to get you back to a better place is the biggest key in your situation, in my opinion. So hopefully this helps. And if you have any deeper questions here, anything I can help you with any further, feel free, reach out, let me know, and I'm happy just to go over anything with you to make sure that you're set up in the most optimal position. All right, and the final question we're gonna answer today. I wanna do what you were talking about and split my year into cutting, maintaining, and bulking. My cows are supposed to be at... 2000 from the calculator I used to be in a deficit. Do you recommend I start there? My watch says I burn between 2000 to 3000 calories per day. Again, another really good question. This is, this is talking a lot about nutritional periodization, right? About going from maintenance phases to cutting phases to bulking phases and continuing that over the long term to get you to a position to where you're dropping body fat, you're building muscle, you're learning how to maintain that, and then you're going through that process to continuously keep prograding progress and looking better and better year after year. And typically, how I'll go through this with somebody when they come into, if I begin to work with somebody, what we'll do first is typically I like to start with dropping body fat because if you try to go into a gaining period to where you're building muscle and you have already a little bit of body fat that you feel uncomfortable with on your body, most of the time you're going to end up cutting that gaining phase short because you're going to be so focused on losing that body fat. So I've always found that 
When somebody comes in, let's first work on dropping body fat, see really good results there, get to a comfortable level of leanness that you feel confident in, and then from there we can go into a gaining phase. But that doesn't mean that I would necessarily start you right at a deficit from the beginning. I always like to start people roughly around a maintenance level of calories because I think of maintenance as the home base. So that's where we always wanna start, right? Maintenance is your home. Going to a deficit or going to a surplus. That I like to phrase that as you're going to work. At the end of the day, you don't stay at work forever, right? You end up wanting to come back home. So if you start from home, you know how to get back home and that's where your maintenance is. And so we always start at maintenance. If we're gonna go through a fat loss phase, I would call that maintenance phase right up front a primer. This is literally just like a one all the way up to a four, six, maybe even up to eight week period to where we're really establishing your maintenance. We're really making sure that all your biofeedback is coming back really well. So you have no hunger, you feel satisfied, your energy levels are good, your adherence is top notch, you're really comfortable with hitting your numbers, making smart food choices, um, your stress is low, your sleep is good, your digestion is good, all of that is there and your metabolism is at a, a strong rate because then that puts us in a really strong position to start your deficit period and as we drop calories, we're gonna get a really good response from your body if we start you out in that primer phase, just basically priming your body to make sure that it's ready for that deficit. And so different people will come to this from different situations. If somebody's been overeating for a really long time, they're not gonna need to go through that primer phase for very long because they've been eating a lot of food, right? When we drop calories, we're gonna get a really good response. But if somebody's been under eating for a decent amount of time and they have a goal of losing body fat, well, we're gonna need to bring calories up to set that baseline of their maintenance level, um, get all of their biofeedback coming back well, get their homeostasis under control and optimized so that we can drop calories back down and start to create that response that we want, if that makes sense. And so first off, to answer your question, I would establish your maintenance level of calories. I wouldn't really rely on that calculator to tell you your deficit. It's a good starting guideline to give you some rough numbers, but you always have to put the numbers into play and start using them and get the data off of those numbers that you're using. And that's going to guide you on where your numbers actually need to be, right? There's no macro calculator or calorie calculator. It's going to give you the perfect numbers. And people always want to know what's the best calculator to use. My suggestion is just always just use one, whatever numbers it spits you out, start tracking it, those numbers, and then start gauging your weigh-ins. And that will tell you if you're in a deficit, if you're in a maintenance, or if you're in a surplus, and then you can start to adjust from there and you can use your body's feedback to start telling you where your deficit, where your maintenance, and where your surplus is to get the correct data that you need. The calculator is just the guide to get you started. Then you have to start using the feedback that you're getting as your guide to make the adjustments moving forward, if that makes sense. So um, to answer your question, I would find your maintenance level. I would optimize maintenance. I would make sure that all your biofeedback is coming back really strong. And then from there, as you feel like you've got a really good grasp, you're being really adherent, you've built up the habits, you're in a good position, now drop calories down into your deficit and go achieve that goal of however lean that you want to get before you commit to that gaining phase, which will be next, right? And like I said, when you take the time to get as lean as you want to, then when you start the gaining phase, you're gonna be able to go through that for a longer period of time and make it a much more optimal phase for you and create much more progress from it because you're not always gonna have in the back of your mind that you wanna be a little bit leaner before beginning, so you're gonna be able to actually commit to it. So I would start at a maintenance level of calories, like I said, Prime your body, get your metabolism under control, make sure your adherence is top of mind, and then I would drop into that deficit period. And then stay there for as long as you need to, to drop the body fat that you need to, to feel comfortable. And then once you're there, start the reverse diet to 
get you back to a maintenance level of calories. Once you've done that and you've gone through the deficit and you've reversed calories back to maintenance, I would spend still probably another at least a month just at your maintenance level of calories to allow your hunger levels to come back to normal, to um, just to optimize homeostasis once again, to get you feeling really good, um, get your habits under control at that maintenance level of calories so your hormones are in a good place, your metabolism is in a good place, your mental state is in a good place, you're maintaining, you're feeling better, looking better than you ever have, then I would start to inch calories ever so slightly up into that surplus and start focusing on that building phase for really as long as you can without putting on too much body fat that makes you feel uncomfortable. And the longer you can stay in that building phase, what you got to remember is the longer you stay in it, the better you're going to look when you come out of it and go through your next deficit because you're going to have put on a good amount of lean muscle tissue, which is going to have you look noticeably different through after your next deficit and you drop a little bit of body fat and something to remember through that gaining phase is you're going to accumulate a little bit of body fat as you put yourself in a surplus. Now you don't want to accumulate a bunch of body fat, right? But as you put on some muscle and eat more calories than your body is burning, you are going to accumulate some body fat from that. Typically I like to see anywhere from roughly, um, 0.5 to 1% of your total body weight gained every three to five weeks roughly during the surplus. When it's a deficit, I like to see around 0.5 to 1% of total body weight loss per week. When it's gaining, I like to see that same amount, 0.5 to 1% gained per month just because we want that to be a lot slower to minimize any fat gain that's put on and maximize the amount of muscle that we can. But again, you will put on some body fat so you know that once you're done with the, the gaining phase and you've made your progress and built some muscle, you're going to need to go through another deficit before you can actually see all the improvements and um, look better than you did after your last deficit phase, if that makes sense. So like I said, hopefully that answers your question. I would start by optimizing maintenance. Then I would go into the deficit. Then I would reverse back up into that gaining period for however long you can get away with doing that before circling back around and starting that deficit period again. And usually you can get through all of these phases. I typically like to go through each. I typically like to get through all three of them in roughly a year or so um, each time. But again, I know people that can spend 9, 12, even up to 18 months in a gaining period. And the longer you can stay in that gaining period, the better you're going to look in that next deficit period, if that makes sense. So the longer you can commit to it and invest to it, the better you're going to end up looking in the long run. You should always be spending more time in gaining phases than you are in deficit phases. One that's going to keep your hormones in a much better place. It's going to keep your mental state in a much better place. It's going to keep your training in a much better place. And it's going to stop you from ever getting into those bad relationships with food to where you're always yo-yo dieting or always trying to diet and not able to stay consistent and things like that. So that is going to wrap up today's Q&A. Hopefully you guys found some value here from those questions. Hopefully they helped you even if they weren't your questions in certain areas of, of your own journey that you're going through at the moment. And again, if you ever have any questions that you'd like to bring onto the show, lostandlifting.com backslash podcast is always linked down below. You can go there and leave your questions that will shoot directly to my inbox. I'll shoot you a message back helping you through email. Plus I'll bring those questions onto the show if I feel like they will help all of the other listeners as well. So like I said, I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.